Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Of, of somebody throwing a ham at Paula Dean is one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. Well, the best part is that there she threw a ham towards someone and they threw it back at her. That's the best part. Like a hot potato. Yeah. Like, no thanks. <laughs> oh, I don't need this. No, no. I've already had five of them today. <laughs> I'm Paula Dean. Hey, y'all. Yeah, I really, I do have like five cheese sticks left. And the sad part is when you're packing things up, you're like, will these keep in the car? Does cheese live for a while outside of the fridge? I mean, it's mold. Sure. Yeah. Just don't put it on the dash. I don't want to get coronavirus. So somebody tell me what I can eat and not eat. You're not going to get it from that. You're probably going to get it from that audience member that sneezed while you were performing last night. Just saying. Did you hear about that? No. Did you just make that up? I did. Why? Do you know that that's exactly what happened? No. What? <laughs> I was in the middle of the opening monologue, and I go over to introduce the angel Gabriel, and there's like a slight pause. I was about to say something, and this guy sneezed in the most aggressive your father way. <laughs> Do the angry your father sneeze. <laughs> that was how he sneezed. He did not cover his face. No. Everything came to a screeching halt. You felt everybody's sphincters tighten in the audience. I stopped everything I was doing and just went, coronavirus. And I said it so instinctually, like, ah! and and people laughed and laughed. And then I ripped my face off and I <laughs> dipped it in Purell. And then I, I brushed my teeth. And then we I... brought in the outbreak team. And then they bleached all the seats. And he kept sneezing throughout the show. And I was like, "You, this isn't a benign thing anymore. You know, I, I have a thing with people coughing in the audience. For some reason, I feel like I'm responsible. Like if I'm doing a show and I hear a bunch of coughing, I'm like, not being funny enough, not being funny enough. Got to cover the cough. People are okay coughing. I don't know why. But uh, this guy kept sneezing. And I was like, we should take him out of here on a stretcher because this is not it's not going well. Have you ever been at a um, a gas station when it's too hot and then the foam drops from the ceiling? That's probably what should have happened. What? You know, I used to work at a restaurant and it was about 100 degrees outside. And it was 44 and a half. And the Hess station, which is now no longer, I think it's a Target. Um, it was so hot that... Um, the how hot was it? <laughs> it was so hot that Blythe Danner <laughs> couldn't even get out of bed. Um, that the foam shoots out from these spouts because it thinks that the the uh, there's a fire and douses what? the entire place with this foam. I've never ever heard of that or experienced that. Well, the person that was driving the convertible experienced it probably more Ooh. so than anybody else. Oh my god. It was like, hi, would you like another cup of coffee? What the fuck just happened across the street? Oh, my. And it, like, sprays, sprays, so it thinks that everything's on fire? It looks like a foam party. Oh, sexy. Yeah. but Foam parties feel like a good idea. And then I think about three minutes in, you go, hmm, 
No. Well, then I think about, mm, do I have a change of clothes? I don't. I think about hands puckering. (laughs) I didn't really think about that. I'd rather have like a Nerf party where you're in Nerf balls. But then again, it's just disease trapped on these little Nerf balls. That's just an adult um, ball pit. Well, no, the soft one, the really super soft ones. Like the foam balls. You know what I mean? Yeah, I the Nerf they they're foam in theory, but then when your brother pelt pelts one at your head and it comes at you at a velocity that you're not expecting, that shit can leave a bruise. Well, especially if you put it in the freezer for about four hours, <laughs> which would be something my brother did. <laughs> if he really would, like he was playing the long game when it came to harassing me. Most way that I can achieve some damage to this girl without having my hands attached to it. He was like a politician, you know? There were no fingerprints. <laughs> Didn't I tell you about the time I was standing at the top of the stairs and he threw a hat at me? <laughs> I don't think so. The hat had a really large ball on the top of it, like a yarn ball, and the thing grazed my, my head. <laughs> and it was enough because I was a delicate flower and still sure, am. It sure. knocked me down the stairs. Wow. So he threw a hat at me that knocked me down the stairs. I felt all the way down, like tumbling, like I was a stunt double. Well, let's be I honest. A blade bottom. of grass hitting you right now will throw you down the stairs. <laughs> it just doesn't take much no. to knock me down. It's a careless <laughs> whisper could send you flying. I one unkind word knocks me clear down the flight of stairs. Imagine if I got hit by that frozen ham that Paula Dean got hit with. I'd be done. You'd just explode like at the end of uh, Hide and Seek. Have you ever seen that movie? That horror movie? <laughs> no. When they all explode at the end? No. <laughs> hope I didn't just ruin it for anybody listening. I hope not either. I mean, that was from what, 1992? If you haven't watched it by now, you That was from the summer. <laughs> that was from this past summer. Was it? What was that? What movie was it? It's called Hide and Seek. When the girl gets married into this family and the family's like basically like Parker Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see it. They have to kill her at midnight. Let me tell you what. Of all the horror movies that have come out in the last couple of years, Midsummer is at my top. And let me tell you what a close second is. And I don't know if it's really horror as much as thriller. Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss. (sighs) Ever since that, like, Excedrin commercial, I'm a little, like... I hate you so much because I was just about to bring that up. The Excedrin commercial where it's so close that they're basically filming it in her nostrils. I'm like, wow, I'd never have gone into someone's eye before. Why am I inside here? Like, she really has a really intense headache. Like, She's like, I have a headache so bad, I want you to go up my nose and look at it. I have such a headache, now you have one, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, you do. Your unborn baby has a headache, too. Oh, and then all of a sudden you get like a pain in your stomach. Wait a minute, I'm a man. How do I? All of my my sperm has headaches. Yeah, all of a sudden we're Dennis Quaid in inner space, in Elizabeth Moss's face. (laughs) I'm like, I have such a headache. You can actually see the vein throbbing in the center of my forehead. I think basically she's a hypnotist, and everyone just ran out after watching that commercial and bought stock and like (laughs) (laughs) cartons of Excedrin. Subliminal advertising. Yeah. She's God, I think I should have Excedrin. No, I don't want Tylenol anymore or Advil. No, I think I had Excedrin. Excedrin. Whatever happened to Anison? I was just gonna ask, whatever happened to Little Yellow Different? 
new friend. <laughs> what if I happen to drugs that we no longer see anymore? And is anybody worried about it? It's like eating at a restaurant that suddenly has a B rating in the window uh-huh. that you've been at a whole bunch of times. It's the same idea. Like, like, but I've been taking these drugs for so long. Where, where is Sucrets? Right. Like Joseph's chewable aspirin. Oh my God. I loved that. I loved the flavor. I'd of love that to just aspirin. take it now. Speaking well, of rest, I mean, what? Go ahead. Didn't mean to cut no, you. no. I mean, maybe that's why they took it off the market is because it was eerily delicious. Well, yeah. They're like, honey, one bottle at a time. And by, <laughs> I mean, one tablet. How many chewable aspirin have you had? Well, I don't know. I just crumbled them up on my <laughs> Rice Krispies. Is that wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I ran out of pixie sticks. So I just put all this in a straw. Oh. I just snort it right up my nose. Yeah, that's fine. I put it on the edge of a knife. And then just. <laughs> I just Steve rebelled it. That's fine. <laughs> Why are you growing out your pinky nails? <laughs> Chewable aspirin. <laughs> Tommy's report card. Very attentive, very rambunctious. <laughs> and I think he needs to get his nails trimmed. Weirdly focused. <laughs> Incredibly focused. And he said something about Wall Street buying and trading. I don't know what that meant. I don't know. And then he grabbed every girl by the pussy. I don't know. <laughs> Not we don't recommend that, but he's very young. Um, I know he's eight years old, but he just said he can buy and sell me. Do you know what that's about? <laughs> Why is there a picture of Charlie Sheen in his locker? At lunch, he he wanted a vodka soda with no fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He a very intense Italian accent, and I know that his last name is O'Henry, so I'm kind of concerned what's been happening at home. <laughs> He's what? No fruit. A vodka soda, no fruit. Hunk, give me a vodka soda, no fruit, okay? Vodka soda, no fruit. No fruit. I don't want you no to keep straw. coming back to this table. I'm no gonna fruit, give you no a straw. 50. I want you to drop my drinks. I want you to walk away. I want you to return at 3 p.m. Okay, sweetie, can you do that? Okay, this is for you. And he put... I don't know what's wrong with Timmy, but he slipped a 20 in my blouse when I went to go walk away. And I don't appreciate him calling me by my first name. <laughs> I didn't even know he knew my name was Karen. <laughs> hey, Karen, why don't you walk away real slowly and give me that vodka soda, no fruit, no straw. <laughs> you know what, sweetie? Take a run to the cafeteria. It's pizza day. Go get me one. Get yourself two. Treat Keep yourself. it high and tight. Keep it high and tight, Karen. It's Friday. It's the weekend, girl. You're going to be just fine. One more Screw button and I'm going to spring a Woody in my pants. Ew! <laughs> All right. All right, Jimmy. I think it's time to go to the Okay, I'm going to need principal. for you to go to the principal's <laughs> office. You need me to go to the principal's office? You go to the principal's <laughs> office, Karen. Do you know what it's like? I, I could eat the principal for lunch. You tell me go to the principal's office? She hot as you, Karen? All right. <laughs> Oh, okay. Timmy. How about the okay. both of us go to the principal's office and draw the blinds, huh? All right, you're seven. Are you reading Forbes? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can't think of a better way to kick it off by welcoming everybody. So welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Martin Sheen. And I'm Mary Jo Buttafuoco. Oh, and we're coming to you for the last time from two different locations. I'm coming to you from Amish country, Pennsylvania. Where are you coming from, Patty? The Mahal Bar. 
in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can we hear it? Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Was that... <laughs> you know what? I... Here's what I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss not hearing that sound from afar. All I heard was, oh, am I right? Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> that made my morning, I have to say. Uh, yeah, so for the last time, I'm coming to you from Amish country, Pennsylvania, where I'm wrapping up things for Act of God. And I just want to say thanks again to the Fulton Theater for hosting us. Our live first live event was a huge success. Absolutely. We sold out the joint. Everybody had a blast. Didn't you have a good time? I had a surprisingly beyond wonderful time with the show and in the town and I mean, we we, were... we got to putz around the town, you and I, and we really did up Saturday night. We we bar hopped. We did. I was just going to say that we had wonderful meal. I mean, we sometimes we had two dinners in one night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why were we fatty, fatty, two patties, and totally fine with that? I'm paying the price. I mean, I'm, I'm Paula Dean's frozen ham right now. <laughs> but can we please talk about? the uh the exchange that happened at the belvedere inn because i think that was pretty extraordinary first of all the belvedere inn is one of my favorite places to go here it's Hands got this down. old school vibe yep it's it the the energy of it's real cool and the drinks are powerful and large <laughs> and they serve food late which is very important to you and i because we could not find somewhere to eat anything Correct. now we set out with the goal of having calamari and we were <laughs> cock blocked unfortunately because they ran out of squid it's a landlocked state what can we expect i get it i get it i mean yeah so instead we just ordered a grilled salad and each of us ate the equivalent of an entire head of romaine. Correct. But on the grill, because that's what you and do it, with lettuce. You grill it. We started eating around 1030 and finished around 1030 the next morning. Right. Couple couple highlights eat, of that evening. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna leave um I'm gonna leave one out because she was fantastic. <laughs> Um, no, just at least explain that what she looked like. It was, we just have to say there was a, a very drunk woman who looked like, like she needed to speak to the manager. Yeah, she was very Karen from finance. <laughs> she was halfway Kate Gosselin, halfway Long Island medium with a, a Lisa Rinna duster from QVC that right. she was wearing. Kate plus eight minus 16. That's... <laughs> now that's math that I can do. <laughs> there you go. Let's just say that the whole time she was behind us and she was already overserved. While we were struggling to find a replacement for a calamari, so we had lettuce on a grill. Um and then you were you were Gary Busey'd by someone touching you because you were wearing red pants, which most people I guess have never seen a woman in red pants other than a hooker. Um yeah, so then you had I to am. defend yourself. And then there was a conversation about Cape May, which we did not have, though someone had thought that we were talking about it. And a lot of people like me, a lot of Cape, I mean, a lot of good people will go there. So it was a minor, it was my, it was a minor, it was a drive-by fag attack. And I was like, wait a minute, what did you just say? You had a drive-by <laughs> F.A. But it was, yeah. 
the the best part about this guy, so he's talking to a guy who looks like Gary Busey if he had melted a little bit. Not Gary Busey, um, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Like, melted Dennis Quaid was to his right, and then this guy was wrecked. I mean, what can we expect? At this point, we had been sitting at the bar for three hours chewing on lettuce. That's right. We and were actually people... washing dishes at that point. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was still working on the lettuce. I was like, <laughs> my jaw got quite the workout. So we're just jibber-jabbering at the, the bar, and um, Dennis Quaid, melted Dennis Quaid's friend is to my right, turns to me, points to my crotch, and says, red pants, which, first of all... It's called fire crotch, not red pants, it's fire crotch. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Cuffs and collar match. <laughs> Dennis, and if you don't know by now, have you learned nothing from Rene Russo? Go ahead. And I already, you've got my attention. If you point at my crotch and say anything while you're hammered at a bar, I want to know more about you. As a and person. where you're staying. And your morals. <laughs> and, and yeah, so, so he points at my crotch, says red pants. Now the conversation is open because people want to talk to us. You and I are cursed. Yeah. So he's listening to parts of our conversation. I don't know how he made the leap to Cape May. Because we were not we were we, talking. We were not talking about I don't think we were even talking about travel, May, uh the the month of May or uh I don't even think we were talking because I was too busy chewing. There was no way. We were just like heckle and jekyll with a uh like a, an ear of corn. Yeah, and maybe he heard just like the squeaks of me eating lettuce and thought that like Maybe that's what it sounded like to him. And he turned and says, Kate May is a great place. A lot of gays there. And in a millisecond, you went, excuse me. And he went, a lot of restaurants there. (laughs) I think it was because the whiplash that occurred when my head flipped around (laughs) as if as as if I were in Goodfellas and someone was snapping my neck. Maybe the tell was that it looked like you were grasping your pearls while you said, excuse me. <laughs> or but or maybe he, because I was dressed like Roddy McDowell. I don't know. He pivoted hard and fast and didn't choose a word that rhymed with gays to try to cover himself. Right. I mean, dinosaurs. Wait, what? That doesn't, <laughs> sir, that's not even. You could have said plays. There's a lot of clay there. A lot of fags there. Wait, wait that's... Bobby Flay. <laughs> he just goes like down the rabbit hole. A lot of homos. I mean, fags. I mean... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I get to pray there. There's there's a lot that he could have done to rhyme with gays, but he chose instead to say restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Because what rhymes better with gay than restaurants? Than restaurants. And it was around that time that we took our leave um, right after Kate Gosling went ass over tea kettle and hit her head on the base of the wall. Well, yes, because Kate Gosling was overserved, was hovering <laughs> behind us, was somewhat <laughs> listening to our conversation with her husband, who was, he was that unusual drunk guy where he's now silent because he has been beaten down by Kate trying to talk to the manager. So he's silent. And she's just swaying with her giant duster that's about to get tangled in her candies and she's like, I'm leaving. And then just like, like a, like a cartoon ass over face <laughs> right in front of the, the front door in front of the host, basically in front of the entire bar, anyone that's coming down the stairs, anyone that's coming into the restaurant, the host, someone coming from the back room and then someone from the kitchen all saw it. Like it was a beautiful, beautiful disaster. 
It was she was Kate Goslin overserved and underbalanced. I think it was the the Lisa Rinna duster that might have knocked her balance off. Absolutely. Was this happened about a half hour before we left, and as we were leaving, the guy at the host stand went, "Did you see that?" I was like, (laughs) everyone's. It was I, I. Other than being live broadcast on every national network, I yeah, we all everybody saw it. We got it. We yeah. got it. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Timmy. It's time to go to bed. Oh, so now we're back and we're we're back into our zone of things. So this week, um, there will be no mothcast. But next week, here's the tea. I'm doing shows in Boston for all of St. Pat. Now's my chance to to make some bank. There's a lot of St. Patrick's Day shows coming up. So I will be at the Larcom Theater in Beverly, Mass. on Friday, the Portsmouth Music Hall on Saturday, and the Rockwell Theater in Somerville, Massachusetts on Sunday. And then I'm back in the city, uh, and you can catch me at the stand hosting an all-female Irish lineup on um, St. Patty's Day proper at 9.30 at the stand. That is hitting a real specific target, I yeah. know. And I'm hoping that none of these get canceled because of friggin' coronavirus. It's right. canceling everything. It's wiping everything out. Well. They canceled South by Southwest. Well, it's a large venue where people go, and they don't care about their personal hygiene and personal space. So there you go. Now where will I go to spend $15 on a nice coffee? That I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about that. I don't. I think either, it's all so... going to be okay. Just wash your hands and don't wash them in your mouth anymore. You got to know that SARS and bird flu are hanging out somewhere, smoking a cigarette, being like, "Who's the new guy?" Yeah, we've been there. Page six. We've been here. Flash in the pan. This coronavirus. So, in case you don't already, and in case you want to disinfect um, all of your surfaces and your tablets and everything, follow us online at Dear Pod Official on your Instagram, your Twitter, your Face Place. Uh, you can check out our website, DearPodOfficial.com, where we keep every single episode. We put them in one place to make it easy for all of your parents to find. Damn it! And please and of course, rate, what? review, and subscribe. Yeah, we haven't had a review in a little while, and I'd enjoy that. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we definitely love the feedback. And we love your questions. Don't forget to look for us on the Instagram pages with our questions, our queries, if you will, for the topic of the day. Click on our story, and you will find it there. And you can also email us, vintage, old school style, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Speaking of tablets and surfaces, can we talk about, look, I know that we're all doing Squarespace and all that are square, whatever it is. However, we're always paying for everything by card. None of us use cash anymore unless you're over the age of 60. We don't Mm -hmm. believe in carrying paper. Mm -hmm. However, can we wipe down the damn iPad screens? Whenever somebody flips a screen at me when I'm checking out of a place, why does it look like it is covered in urine and semen and any other like nobody's wiping anything down it's disgusting but you're like well ma'am covered. you did walk into cock and caffeine so i don't really know what you want <laughs> what did you expect from us <laughs> and there is a lot of pressure to tip all the time for everything i don't mean to sound like i'm a seinfeld episode but every time they flip a screen at me 
and all they did was just click something. I'm like, now I need to tick another dollar up because I feel guilty because you're going to flip this screen back to you and you're going to see that I didn't tick Agreed. you for Agreed. just cashing me in. Agreed. I don't think I've ever had to tip the, the barista before, but now I feel like in the last year I'm forced to do so. Because they're shining a screen at you that says $1. Well, it's kind of like the cab. The cab option is to tip him is 20, 22, and 100%. It's like, whatever happened to 15 or the teens? Look, I know I have been a person who works on on commission before. Worked. (laughs) My tenses are not right. But it's like, you know, this is, I feel like now you're going to have to tip it like a bank. (laughs) We're tipping everybody to do everything and wipe everybody's ass all the time. And it's a lot of pressure when you flip that gross, disgusting screen at me and it's one, two, three. I agree. So, hey, Hey. this week's theme, do you want to tell the good people what it is? The performing arts. Theatra, if you will. Well, I just, I I had a hard time with this one. Me too. I'm not going to lie. Me too. Okay. So, so let's just let's just let's just shit in the toilet and see what comes out. Okay, then let's flush and um we know theater, a lot of gays there. <laughs> Thank you. A lot of restaurants, a lot of restaurants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's see. Why don't you kick us off? Okay. This comes from the Los Angeles Times, Los Angeles, California, November seventh, nineteen eighty two. Twas a Sunday. Oh. Theater. No place for crime. Dear Abby, I am writing to congratulate you for doing something I have never seen another performer do, although I'm sure that many have wanted to. I was in the audience at the Capitol Theater in Yakima, Washington yesterday when you lectured for a town hall series. You were about 10 minutes into your talk when a baby started to cry. The cries did not let up. Instead, they became increasingly disturbing. Almost everyone in the auditorium, it seats 1,500 people, became distracted, and many were obviously annoyed but the mother of the crying child just sat there, apparently unconcerned. You stopped talking, Abby, and all that was heard in the theater was the sound of the crying baby. After what seemed like an eternity, you said softly and apologetically, I'm sorry, but I cannot go on with that distraction. In support of your courage, the audience broke out in wild applause. Finally, the mother left with the crying child in her arms. Count me as one who appreciated your courageous action. Signed, Fan and Yakima. Dear fan, thanks. I needed that. That's all she said. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm not defending myself. I'm not denying the damn thing. Thanks. Good. That's what I did. And that's what I said. I needed that because my agent said, maybe you shouldn't have kicked a mother out of your show. (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't have shamed that woman who just wanted a nice night out and couldn't afford a babysitter. In my family... No child left the house until we were 18 years old. Smart. And Very if you smart. made a peep of a sound, they would like put a bag over your head and drag you out of whatever establishment you were in. <laughs> I think that may possibly there was a better way for her to handle that situation. I mean, other than well, shaming not... this woman who was there in front of 1,500 people. Yeah, the shaming part Maybe. However. What if she just turned around and said, would you shut that fucking thing up? (laughs) Look, she's, wouldn't it be funny if that woman was there 
to ask an advice question on social graces? Like, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if she was like, when is a good time to bring a baby to a theater? Is it a good time to bring a baby to a theater? I mean, this is kind of just the problem with what's happening now in general is that like, do you need to be on your speakerphone? Do you need to be FaceTiming somebody while you're on a New Jersey transit train? Probably We're not. We're not aware of anybody around us anymore. No. <clears throat> My dog has nearly been trampled every day this week because people are on their phone and when you draw attention to the fact that they're sucked into their phone and they're about to trample my eight pound dog they're pissed off because you've interrupted them who is who aren't paying attention and will probably just walk into an open manhole absolutely well let them walk into it i say that's what i say damn it what Uh, you got girl oh we're moving on already you don't want to talk about this anymore oh well i mean have we not i mean we just talked about shaming what do you There's shaming, but then there's also like, are you aware? Like, I don't know. Just like, if a kid is crying, screaming, the kid doesn't want to be there. Why are you continuing to sit with that? This is going to sound heartless because I'm not a mother, but come on. Like, (laughs) no kid wants to be there. And if he's crying and he keeps crying, relieve the tension. Well, I don't think the kid, I mean... I don't think she told the the child before they left the house that, hi, we're going to go see um, Dear Abby live. We're going to go see an advice columnist. And he said, okay, great. I'll bring the Necco wafers. Because that's not, I don't, this is not my demographic, mom, but okay. You had to bring Necco wafers into this? Well, yeah. Well, it's funny that you brought up a baby article because I too have a. a An announcement? Are you pregnant? Oh, my God, everybody. Aaron McGuire. God help that kid. That is not a comfortable place to live. My body. That kid's in there like, oh, this rib is so sharp. What is that? What is that? A stumped out cigarette? What is that? (laughs) Paul Ball. I'm going to have to come out through her throat. I don't think I can fit through that. Is that a candy wrapper? What's in here? Is that a license plate and a boot? What is this, Jaws? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a license plate when was she in michigan i don't remember 1963 how old is this wow. bitch jesus nobody cleans up in here oh <laughs> uh, well here's what i got that is a similar <clears throat> vein and this comes from the escanaba daily press in escanaba michigan oh my god <laughs> where i got the license plate january 23rd 1970 full circle a 3D. Theater bars baby from adult picture. Dear Ann Landers, the other night my husband and I decided to go to a movie. We couldn't get a sitter, so we wrapped our four-month-old son in a blanket and took him with us. When we got to the ticket taker, he said, sorry, this picture is for adults only. It has an X rating. We can't let the baby in. My wife replied, the baby's only four months old. What's more, he's asleep and won't see anything. The man became annoyed and said, we have orders not to admit anyone under 18, and I'm not taking any chances. The woman in the box office refunded our money, and we left. My wife and I was so upset. My wife was so upset, she had to take a sleeping pill. Oh, Jesus. I was pretty burned up myself. What do you think, Anne? Rules are rules, but isn't this ridiculous? Signed, turned away. Dear turned. This one all the way to the top. Get ready. Dear turned. 
I referred your question to the top man in the Motion Picture Association, Mr. Jack Valenti. He said the ticket taker was obviously overzealous in his effort to stick to the letter of the law. His boss probably told him, if you let anyone under 18 in the theater, you will lose your job. The key word is judgment. A baby in blankets should have been admitted. It is heartening, however, to know that the industry is policing its own. We would rather make a few people angry because their children couldn't get in than have them mad because they were admitted when they should not have been. Okay. <laughs> Go in. Okay. So mm -hmm. for some reason... Anne is defending the fact that two people who want to go see an X-rated movie want <laughs> exactly. to bring their child in, and most people yep. at an X-rated movie are there to get fucked somehow. Finger fucked, in the bare back, in the butt, in the throat, however. And they're bringing <laughs> their little live human possum with them to witness, not just them do it, but basically everyone in there. So they're like an orgy with a movie playing. Yeah. What... Yep. In God, I don't even like, I don't even, I can't, what, I, it, it just doesn't, like, I don't even understand why you'd want to do that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, do you want to go, hey, do you want to go out? Yeah, where do you want to go? Um, I want to go, um, I want to go to the West Side Club, but I want to bring my baby. And for those who don't know what the West Side Club is, it's a bathhouse. So can you imagine, like, I can't, I just, I can't even like even defend. I, I don't understand, Anne. I don't fucking I don't understand. understand. What's a, your logic? She's defending. B, she went to the top brass at the Motion Picture Association to get an answer to this question. And meanwhile, nobody's addressing the fact that these are parents of a four-month-old baby that they wrap in a blanket to try to smuggle into tits a wonderful life. Right. So that baby like, is now wrapped in a blanket, probably dead by the time they got home, because it's, if it's wrapped in a blanket, like, nope, nothing to see here. Nope. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Already responsible parents, just looking for a night out on the town. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Go, I, I, go to the Sound of Music. I don't understand. I don't understand. What do, you, what do you have to go see Shaving Ryan's Privates for with your baby? It's 1970. What was it was Kramer versus Kramer an option? Even that. Or Even that. or yeah, you don't need to see Kramer versus Kramer. Go see Kramer Cr versus Kramer. <laughs> Go see Kramer versus Kramer. It's probably gonna be better. <laughs> what can I have one ticket for Screamer versus Kramer, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, but that baby can't come in here. I can't even I can't even believe that this is a like a a letter like someone was just like i am so pissed i can't believe last night like can you imagine like at the water cooler so what'd you do this weekend well i'll tell you so last night betty and i decided to go to, to see a movie oh what were you gonna go see uh bang bang two for one okay what's that uh, you know it's at it's it's downtown where downtown on uh, you know like where all the hookers hang the red light district what are you doing down there? Anyway, so we bring our baby. You brought your baby to the movies? Yeah. Why? How old's your baby? Four months. Four months. Why'd you take a four-month-old to a baby? That's not the point. What we wanted to do is we want to go see Bang Bang 2 for 1 with our baby. Wait a minute. You want to go see a triple X movie with your with your four-month-old baby? Yeah. Why? What's the problem? Tony, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I can't, like, imagine a normal person listening to that couple try to explain <laughs> their point of view. Just like 
you know, we just, we wanted to get out of the house. We felt so cooped up. I mean, I know the baby's four months old, but it was midnight. And, and you know how they made two girls, one cup into a feature film? Well, everybody else has seen it. And I wanted to be able to talk about it at work. So meanwhile, she's snacking the baby. <laughs> like she... how much more, uh, like it, the next level would be like, so we put our baby in a duffel bag and we brought it with us. Meanwhile, These are truly she... the people that bring like cats on board and put them in, in their regular luggage. <laughs> She's, of a plane. she's telling the story while she's like licking a kielbasa and then putting it down her throat and then pulling it out. And she's like, I just don't understand people today. It's like they have no manners. And she just keeps doing it. She's in she's in the communal kitchen just washing off her butt plug in the sink, yeah. being like, I don't understand what the deal is. Why can't you let my baby in? Is that a butt plug? Yes, it's an Egyptian pyramid. She's but also putting, she's putting know. baby oil on like around her decotage and around her like her breasts. She's like, I mean, I just don't understand. What's wrong with people? <laughs> she's just pantsless while she's talking about this in the break room. I don't get why certain just waxing herself just in she, the middle of everything. She's vajazzling. It's the Mona Lisa again. <laughs> Wait, are you making a rocket ship while you're telling me this? <laughs> what is this? Yes, and what are you staring at? <laughs> why is the problem with this? Get, get with it. Someone comes in there breastfeeding. She's like, get that. Uh, that is not the place for, like, what are you doing? This is a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's doing anal bleaching was probably like the argument he's four months old he can't see anything what could possibly go wrong they do have a point i'm sure however she's like i mean i don't know anything about babies but can't they not see until they're like six years old they got them foggy eyes, you know, like kittens when they're first born. They're definitely going to have foggy eyes if they stay in that theater. <laughs> that's not, she takes them in. I think he has glaucoma. Ma'am, that's not glaucoma. That's semen in his eye. <laughs> Where were you? Gross. Give me your baby. We're going to call the police. That's what I would have thought if I was the ticket taker. But then again, if you're the ticket taker in an X-rated movie house, you're like, I well, mean, you probably have a rap sheet anyway. You're like, I can't call anybody. Yeah. Yeah, you probably can't. It's like you don't want to send up any red flags. Right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Wowie, wow, wow. How do you top that? Well, this is theater adjacent, and I enjoyed it so much, so I'm going to share it with you, Aaron, and our Please listening share. audience. Okay. This is from the Lincoln Star, Lincoln, Nebraska, January 22nd, 1987. Abby. You must know some way for such a nice fellow to find girl. Dear Abby, I am a nice-looking, clean, personable, intelligent, sensitive fellow. I'm 23, masculine, but thin, have a good sense of humor, humor and, I'm, and I'm friendly. However, I'm shy, insecure, and very lonely. I'm currently attending a university for graduate study. I have only two weeks here. They're both from home. I was never with the in crowd. I'm polite, have social skills, and I'm always first to offer my congratulations for an achievement. I offer compliments to others on their appearance, especially girls. But no one has ever congratulated me on any of my numerous achievements. I do not brag about them. Actually, I was complimented once. A homosexual said I was cute, and he was sorry that I was straight. I'm adored by my female relatives, but treated with contempt by most girls in my age group. Younger girls mainly ignore me. Don't tell me to just be myself. 
I've been myself forever, and the only women who express any interest in me either are going steady, engaged, married, or over 60. Where did I go wrong? Don't suggest joining a group. I joined groups all my life and always felt like an uninvited guest. Please don't suggest counseling. I saw two licensed psychologists in college, and all they did was make me poor. I'm out of ideas. Can you help me? Signed, on the outside, looking in. I didn't read that part until just now. Oh. Okay, because that... There was an addendum that you missed. Because that's going to come in later to my critique. Okay. Dear outside, you write a charming letter, and I'll tell you you'd be... and And I can tell that you'd be great company. But I don't qualify because I'm over 60 and I'm married. If you describe yourself accurately, something is wrong here. It's either your perception of yourself or the world's perception of you. Ask a friend for an honest evaluation. Ask two friends. If they can't offer any constructive criticisms, maybe you're trying too hard. For a shy but intelligent guy, how about Toastmasters or the drama group? Even though you've already rejected joining a group, try again. If none of the above relieves you of your loneliness, perhaps the counselor at the university can help you. Whatever you do, don't give up. Somewhere there's a nice-looking, clean, personable, intelligent, (laughs) insecure, conservative, lonely female in your age group who's dying to be discovered. Clean. (laughs) Why I I chose this was because clearly this is a closeted homosexual. Clearly he has not found the theater group yet, which she suggests... What the hell is Toastmasters? Do you know what Toastmasters is, Jim? No. I don't know what that is. Uh, it sounds like a show on the DIY network. It's like, <laughs> you know, like a Bassmasters. Or, <laughs> I think it might. Or, I, I, it feels like I, I, Roastmasters. Like a, a Toastmaster. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We're going to have to. I, I got to Google it right now just because I'm curious. But in the meantime. Um, oh, it's a communication to Toastmasters International. It's a club to build leadership skills. <gasps> There's one near me. Maybe you should take one. Oh, my God. Okay. International can help you improve your communication and build leadership skills. Find a club near you. Oh, God. I, this would make me want to walk into traffic. <laughs> yep. I might if just, I walk into this, I might just do it now. I mean, it's not. I'm, I'm sure gonna, it's I'm not too <laughs> dissimilar from when you dragged me to that meditation thing with the angry <laughs> meditation leaders. At this point, I just do things to to agitate you. <laughs> That's an I afternoon I won't get back. With a stick, you know. <laughs> Let's go to Toastmasters when I'm home. Let's see. <laughs> There's nothing worse than forced socialism. Oh, it's like an ice cream social. When I first went to college, they literally had an ice cream social in my dorm so that in case you weren't part of a group of people and making your own friends, you could make friends with other people who lived in your dorm by eating ice cream with them because that's what every person who goes away to college wants to do. Because everyone wants to hang out with the dorks that went to the ice cream social in their dorm. That's the first thing. If you went there... Be rest assured that you are now the loser in the dorm. And these are all your loser friends. I just want to meet someone who likes mint chocolate chip as much as I do. (laughs) 
I mean, I that's guess. what an ice cream social is all about. I remember that, and I was like, dorks, when I walked by. <laughs> <laughs> dorks, I'll take a scoop. <laughs> I like that I said dorks, and then I went to the theater program. <laughs> I'm like, dorks, I'm going to movement class, where I'm going to make real friends. I'm going to my playwriting class. Yeah. So, getting back to this little letter, a couple things. So he starts out, I'm nice looking, clean, personal, intelligent, sensitive, good sense of humor, and I'm friendly, but yet I'm shy and insecure. Apparently not, because you just stated all these things complimentary about yourself. And negated them. Yeah, You've just yeah, described yeah. every homosexual that's in high school that befriends every girl that's over 60 because every woman who's 60 and above loves a little gay kid. So mm-hmm. what's the problem here is he's not looking on the inside of his problem. And his... Looking outside, looking in, which is a Mariah Carey song. It's just, it's just layered. This letter is layered. Well, but don't you know? I know these guys. I know a guy. I know multiple of these people who are almost asexual. They just don't sort of register or whatever. But like, I know a lot of gay acting straight men. Mm-hmm. Then I'm why why would one. you th- why would you throw in the a homosexual ones? I think he's throwing bones here. He's basically like the Brady Bunch when they're lost and they have to like throw the breadcrumbs to find themselves. That's what <laughs> he's, he's throwing doing. all the sexual breadcrumbs, which y- yes. wouldn't be bread to be he's honest. Like, I'm nice. I'm good looking. I like in sync. I like Barbara Streisand. I love Judy Garland. I love anal. <laughs> I kind of love some ass play. I love rainbows. My favorite color is turquoise and purple put together. I work at a bridal store. I do my mom's hair. (laughs) I love a Lisa Rinna duster. I mean, (laughs) but I do know guys who fall in those cracks. Well, I mean, do you think... I beg your pardon? I walked into that one. <laughs> How's it smell? <laughs> Terrible in here. <laughs> but don't you, I feel like there are people who are like, why, why these weird sort of old souls that feel like they're born in the wrong time period that aren't necessarily gay, but they're not necessarily like hetero. There's nothing about them that you're like, girls are going to go for that. Mm. Do you, you just automatically assume he's gay. Do you think that people, I think that people are on a, it's a different kind of Kinsey scale. It's it's not like necessarily what you prefer type of Kinsey scale, but sort mm-hmm. of what you emit. I hear what you're saying, and I agree <laughs> with what you're saying. In this particular case, I don't think that it's right. I don't think that your assessment of this child is Oh, correct. okay. Look, I'm trusting you as I am... Only a gay man on Fridays and Saturdays. I don't really know anything about anything because I'm not only just really dumb, but I'm incredibly stupid. So <laughs> I... I mean, I, that's why I want to join the Toastmasters. <laughs> I mean, I just need to branch out. And you need to get some confidence <laughs> in my speaking. But I, I think, yes, I, I do know those people that are very gentle, born in the wrong decade type people, blah, 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 blah. I don't feel like that... Is the case with this? No, no, no. I mean, you think it, he's throwing out a lifeline to be like, "Is it okay to be gay?" 
I think he's listening to The Rose on repeat and then looking out his window and then has his little sister spraying the hose at the window so it looks like it's raining. And then he breaks into, I think it's going to rain today from the Beaches soundtrack right after The Rose. I think that that's where he's at. And then his finger is lazily like tracing something on the window. Right, right. While he's pantless and... uh, (laughs) Sitting on and like a wooden spoon from the kitchen. Look at him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting on a wooden spoon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. I have one final article for you. Okay. Um, kind of in a, a similar theme from before. This is from the Brandon Sun, Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. We're going north oh, of the wow. corner for this one. All right. That was September 29th, 1967. That is in the clear. The title of this is Theater Manager Needs Letter Two. Dear Ann Landers, what can a parent do these days to protect her youngsters against dirty movies that somehow get coupled with children's entertainment? What? Yesterday, I took my two youngsters to see Snow White. The kids have been looking forward to this delightful movie for weeks. I phoned in advance to learn if the second movie was okay for children. I was told, yes, it's a Western. Kids will love it. We arrived just as the second feature was starting. We weren't in our seats five minutes when I thought I was hearing things. The lead character asked where he could find a house of joy. A woman appeared in a dress cut down to her navel. She inquired as to whether he wanted a redhead or a blonde. Before I could get the children down the stairs and out the door, a hussy in a kimono turned up on the screen and asked if he would be more comfortable if he removed his wedding ring. My six-year-old asked, is the ring too tight, mommy? and half a dozen other questions, which I had a hard time answering. Now the kids are mad at me because they didn't get to see Snow White, and I had to promise to bring them next week. I feel sorry for the parents who send their children to matinees. They have no idea what those kids are looking at for a second feature. Please, Ann Landers, tell us what we can do to get two two clean shows on the bill. Signed, Burned Up Mother. Dear Burned, You apparently live near an exceptionally stupid theater manager. (laughs) You should write to him and tell him what you told me. And don't forget to let him know that you will not patronize his theater if he doesn't comply with your request. And What do you think they were watching? I think, (laughs) in my mind, I think it's uh, Best Little Horror House in Texas. That's just the first thing that comes to my mind. Oh, that's interesting. But I love that he's like, it's a Western. It's a (laughs) Western. Well, there are co- cowboys and cowboy hats and corsets and and assless chaps. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, and the idea that they pair it with Snow White and he's like, no, no, kids will love this. <laughs> kids are gonna love it. Your kid, that also, one is gonna even, love it. Even just in general, like, what kid loves a western, even if it's not a porn western? I mean, I don't like westerns at all. I feel it's it's basically if I want to go nap, then I'll turn on a Western. Exactly. I just remember Except going to like world. different. I just remember seeing my grandma in the, the the nursing home. And that's basically it was like Laurel and Hardy. I love Lucy and a Western. Granted, oh. there was hardly any reception. So you're kind of watching it through like bars of static. You're like, well, this is fun. I'm sure this is really what all the people who just threw a ton of money in to this nursing home, expect that that's what their parents are watching. Is shitty John Wayne movies through static. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, I like that I'm more offended by the fact that it was a Western that they paired with Snow White. <laughs> think uh, that's what I'm, I can't get off of. It's like, what kid, what kid's like, I, I want to see a guy walk into a saloon and say, stick him up or something. What did you want? Like how to marry a millionaire or gentlemen prefer blondes? Would you like well, that this was instead? what? 1967. So what were our options back then? I don't know. I, w- I wasn't born there, but I, I guess I, I don't can... know. Something with, with Jimmy Stewart in it. Give me something else. Barefoot in the Park. That would have been lovely. Kids love Barefoot in the Park. Yeah. Kids love Neil Simon. Dr. Doolittle. The producers. Look at all this. Taming of Dr. the Shrew. Dr. Doolittle would have actually worked. Would it? A Dr. Doolittle with Snow White. That's a good combination. Yeah. Why not? Also, Snow White was pretty long. How long do you want your kids in the movie theater? This will shut them up for six hours. (laughs) I mean, this does really tie into the Triple X movie, which is nice. Hey, Jimmy, do you like Gary Cooper? Snow White. This isn't the same Snow White. It's just a girl that just gets come on all the time. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe that was the problem. This is a movie about cocaine. wants to see Mulan and Goodfellas. <laughs> Every kid loves a movie with Dean Martin. I mean, nothing says I nothing says Uncle Dean like an uncle like a Dean Martin movie. <laughs> he's fine. No, your uncle's fine. It's 11 a.m. and he's had four scotch on the rocks. Yeah, and he has a belt of whiskey. <laughs> wow. I think that we have drained our resources. Oh, I've drained it. Oh, drain me. Wow. Is it already time for, because we don't have the moth report this week. We don't. I think we're going straight into. (gasps) Instagram mail. Instagram mail. You have demeaned the Instagram mail. You put it online and we'll see what we got. If we don't got anything, then thanks a lot. What? Bring your baby into a Santa Put him inside a coat bag I'm wow, gonna anybody... finger you in front of my baby <laughs> Stop it <laughs> <laughs> Look, if anybody's left living in this house They're all awake now Good morning, you guys I know you have a matinee This is your wake-up call So if you don't already Follow us on the Instaweb At Nearpod Official where weekly we put up our Ask Us a Question based around a certain uh, topic, and you can ask them to us, and we shall reply, if thou is lucky. True. So, this week we have three questions from the Instagram mailbag. Why don't you kick us off with the first one? Sure. The first question is as follows. Is it normal to pass gas during orgasm? Mm. Mm. Uh, Here is Abby's response. Go for it. Is it normal to throw up at the end of a meal at Jean Georges? Is it normal <laughs> to put your nails in bleach right after your manicurist finishes? Is it normal after Vidal Sassoon himself perfectly styles and cuts your beautiful locks to then take an electric razor and shave your head? No. It's rude and discourteous. You're not a, a brewer's game eating cheese curds. Keep your gas in your station. Oh, this question is upsetting to me, but I had to answer it because it's part of the gig. Well, yeah. So 
is it normal to pass gas during an orgasm? Dear, oh, I'm going to go ahead and assume you're vegan. <laughs> what the hell are you eating before sexy, sexy time? Look, the human body is like my first apartment in New York. All of the plumbing is messed up and very close together. A certain amount of shifting may occur during this act, but you can help the situation by tamping down the amount of roughage you're taking in. Lay off the kale and broccoli for a few days and see if that helps. If not, I recommend putting on some music during sexy, sexy time. I recommend a marching band or something with a lot of drum solos. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the best sex. My... <laughs> Whenever my Jules and I have sexy, sexy time, he puts on some Gene Krupa, and we just go. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! What was that? Nothing. Nothing. Oh god! Oh fuck! I love taking care of gas. What is that? Up, 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 up. <laughs> What's that sound? It's my pet duck. Oh, I love to duck. Oh, oh I love to duck. I'm going to duck you up now. <laughs> I could duck you all night long. No, oh. Stop stepping on him. <laughs> that damn Aflac commercial just keeps playing. <laughs> Whoopee cushions to you all. Oh, I put them all over the floor. I don't know. So I don't sorry. know. My roommate's carrot top. I thought everywhere. Oh. I work at Spencer Gibbs. Oh. I was a part time. I bring my work home with me. I was a part time magician. Oh. 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 <laughs> practicing down the if i raise you up in my what uh aaron we'd love to give you your security deposit back but based on the sounds that are coming out of that apartment we can I'm only go ahead and assume we're trying to get a couple priests in there and some bleach but oh. what do you mean i can only assume it's like a starbucks bathroom on 50 on 41st street <laughs> You ever been to the Barnes and Noble in Union Square? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh Lord! Wow. Well, how do we even pivot to another question? Should we even do another question after that? <laughs> well, we must because we have an obligation. Uh, well, um, let's keep it in the disgusting realm. Okay. Here's the next question: Is it really a problem if I take my shoes off on a plane? Uh, no problem at all. That is, if you don't mind if I take off my pants, I'll tell you what I told my jewels. I'll tell you what I told my jewels when he let one rip at the Olive Garden last week. This ain't your living room. For the life of me, I will never understand why folks feel the need to declothe as soon as I as they enter a compact tube with 100 other people. If you feel you must take off your shoes, consider the comfort of those around you and at least wear socks to cover your disgust. 
disgusting mangled feet that looked like they could grip a tree branch. Or maybe travel with slippers for your cloven hooves. But if you're a person who whips out a bare foot during your 45 minute commuter flight, you should be treated like a terrorist and dealt with accordingly. Wow. Gentle. You have a gentle touch. Disgusting. Do you think Anne was a nurse in the war? Yeah, she's seen some shit. She came back from Korea like, oh, I cut a man's leg <laughs> off today. She's a gentle soul. Who? Do you, many, do you know how many belts I had to bite through? <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> what did Abby have to say? And then I want to talk more about this disgusting thing. Why do people have to take their clothes off when they get on a flight? Seriously. Like, how far are you going? And it's always like on a puddle jumper, too. It's like, really? Do you need the neck pillow and your pajamas? And We're all very blanket? fragile. We're like, a, everyone travels like they're a Fabergé egg. It's just, exactly. you know, we're all in the same. It's a, it's basically a flying bus. No one on a bus takes their shoes off. So shut up. Yeah. Put your shoes Stop back on. Stop wrapping yourself in bubble wrap like you need to be completely comfortable for the next 30 minutes of your life. If your I, shoes are at, so goddamn tight, it's because you put on the wrong shoes. You bought the wrong frankly, shoes. are your feet expanding when you're in the air? You want to keep your shoes on. It's like compression socks. Keep things contained for the love of Christ. Jesus. Here's, so here's what Abby has to say. Okay. Is it really a problem to take shoes off on a plane? The smell of a bologna and cheese sandwich sitting in a plastic bag in the Savannah sun probably smells better than your feet. Let's be honest. You are flying the friendly skies, and dirty, rancid feet are far from being friendly. Would you like it if we started using the lavatory with the door open on an international flight? No. Now keep your candies on. If they're too tight, let that be a lesson to you and admit that you're a size 8. That's the second time you talked about candies today. <laughs> this is a theme for you. Are you I've been listening to a lot of Jessica Simpson. Shoes? What can I say? The poet <laughs> oh laureate of 1994. <laughs> She's on your mind. Uh, when you Always. say candies, are you talking about those jelly shoes? Uh, I, not that specific. I think just the brand itself, candies, which oh. I don't know if it's a real thing anymore. I don't know that it is either, but that's where, where it just brought my brain back to. I'm sorry. Like, sometimes you say something and my OCD focuses on all of the wrong stuff, which is like a testament to my entire life. <laughs> and be like, oh, I can't get past the word candies now. And I, I, I hear nothing else after that. And I'm like, jelly shoes. Yeah. Well, aren't those just called jellies? Candy. Are you talking about like the, the, the jelly woven semi sparkly? Yeah. yeah. I think those are just like called jellies. Terrible- terrible idea for a shoe candies i thought were inexpensive shoes for people that wanted to be an aspiring blonde pop star or a hooker oh and they were like 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 they were barely holding on they'd crackle when you put them on because they were so stiff you know what i'm talking about like i didn't didn't really i didn't really wear them myself um (laughs) speaking of somebody who clearly did um yeah we didn't come from a lot of money, but we came into candy money. <laughs> uh, so a good um, representation of what candies is all about is the fact that they started to use, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, I know I can't think of her. I'm staring right at her and I can't think of her name. Oh, you said Jenny McCarthy. Right oh, yeah, so, that, that's absolutely right. When she's on the toilet. On. <laughs> 
Oh, she's on the can. Yeah, she's on the toilet. Oh, for Christ's sake. Also, there was Sugar Ray was in a candies ad. Alyssa Milano. Talk about knowing your brand and not denying who right. you are. I mean, <laughs> um, so I'm sharing what the listening audience doesn't know is that I'm sharing these images with Aaron. Yeah. Which exemplifies that this is definitely a 90s product. Jenny well, McCarthy, like, Alyssa Milano, for some Alyssa reason, Mark, Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray, because they're, it's a pardon me, female shoe brand. I don't know why Mark McGrath is in it. But it's because like that's a, the girl that they're targeting is a girl who's going to like Mark McGrath. Like their tagline should be candies. We're a trash sandwich. <laughs> Alyssa Milano doesn't look anything like herself. She is airbrushed to within an inch of her life. Candies, you might be pregnant. <laughs> candies, there's something in your hair. Candies. candies that's not your dad. <laughs> candies, taken four at one time. Candies. Candies, Bacardi before noon. Candies, you have TSS. Candies, <laughs> you should see a, a vet. Candies. Candies, you'll need to go to Planned Parenthood <laughs> to get that iced off. Candies, pee on the stick, not the shoe. Candies. Oh my God, their tagline is literally just screw it. That's hysterical. Because they're like, just screw it. It's not a good shoe. Just screw it. This is wow. And so, yet, now the more I look at it, the more I'm really liking this ad campaign. You're like, now I really need not. a pair of candies. I God. know. I was like, wow, these actually are kind of fun shoes. I really like the fact that most girls in these candies ads are wearing basically either a napkin and then these uh, <laughs> shoes that only Crystal the from the center stage at the Pussy Pop Lounge uh, would be wearing. Mm -hmm. Or so skin tight pleather pants that you could see her vagina sandwich. Yeah. And I like that now I know I'm of a certain age because I looked at them and said, there's no arch support <laughs> in my head. I was like, oh, I couldn't wear those. There's no arch support. <laughs> I think they should um, come back um, with easy spirit slash candies. <laughs> Looks like a yeah. pump feels like a sneaker, which is like a bunch of prostitutes playing basketball against some nuns <laughs> just to bridge the gap. This is this like is the direction direct. I want Clark's to go in, you know? Because Clark's is a good, solid shoe, but they need to be a little bit trashier. There's somewhere between that and Steve Madden that needs to... There's a hole in the industry that needs to be filled. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Candies. Candies. There's a hole that needs to be filled. <laughs> and Mark wow. McGrath is there to fix it. Exactly. Where's he? He's had an awful lot of work done. You know, the best part is I Googled candy shoes. And if you Google image them, there's very few pictures of a new shoe. Like everything looks like it's been worn for about 20 years. Right. It's, it's a... got like the foot imprint in the bottom that clearly like <laughs> this girl took off her shoes, walked on the streets of New York and then put her shoes back on again. I do like the images that come up where it's just like a chunk of wood because I can't imagine walking in a wooden shoe unless I'm in Holland. I don't understand. <laughs> if you walk in a wooden shoe for 20 minutes, my knees hurt just looking at this. <laughs> what a fucking yet, torture device. And yet I'm still considering them. I'm not going to lie. You're like, add to cart, add to cart, add to cart. <laughs> I know. My Amazon cart is full. Hon, there's going to be a delivery arriving tomorrow. The plus just side is it's only $17 for all 54 items. <laughs> 
and I had a gift card, so it's covered. <laughs> wow. A all candy right. shoe. We have one more question after all of this. Correct. Here it goes. Do it. Should I cancel my trip to Amsterdam in light of the coronavirus? Hashtag travel. If you're going to let one little contagious contagious outbreak rob you of an adventure of a lifetime, robbing you of smoking hash and eating bat soup and monkey brain sandwiches, well, then that's up to you. But think of how many people will be sitting at home with their doors and windows duct taped shut, wearing masks, not going to work, shooting at people on their lawns. Do you want to be around for that? Chances are good that you won't have to fight for a restaurant reservation or wait in a bathroom line or fight anyone for Arabella's attention at the red light district. You might not get corona, but you could catch crabs. Hashtag your body, your choice. Mm. And here's what Anne had to say. This is short and sweet. Dear Anne, the decision may be made for you. This virus is responsible for more cancellations than the CW network. <laughs> Just when you thought the biggest threat to travel was spirit air, here comes the coronavirus, mucking up everyone's plans. So far, there's only one potential case in Amsterdam, so the threat is low. I say travel at your own risk, but at least you're going to a place with enough hash to smoke that virus out of your system. Damn. Did you say virus? I sure did, and I was hoping that you wouldn't catch it, but here we are. Here we are. Now we're talking about it. That's, it's, what if I was just doing lies the whole time, and I was like, I'm going to smoke that virus right out of my system. I'm going to wash that virus right out of my bed. I'm going to wash that virus right out of my bed. Do yourself a favor, Aaron, and I want you to do what your, your making love partner made me do on the way home is watch Mario Cantone's impression of Liza Minnelli because I can't get it out of my fucking brain and I've watched, watched it watched it a thousand times. Um, uh, uh, you mean in his original special, like his hour-long special that he did? Uh, yes, or the Broadway show. Oh, you know what? Okay, I'll definitely go back and Google it. Oh my God, is it time already? Have we reached that point where we need to drink in the morning? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, shit. Shit. Drink in the morning. Here it goes. It's It's time time for specialty cocktails. Specialty cocktails. Oh my God, I want to take care of that cocktail. Oh, give me that hot liquid down my throat in the what? morning. Oh, oh, okay. oh. <laughs> so it's on you now because you are are in the place of the cocktail. I am just here with a cheese stick, um, half a thing of pudding, and a dream over here oh, in Lancaster, wow. Pennsylvania. That's all that's left in my fridge. I do have a little bit of Tito's vodka left, but I think that I'm going to give that to the cause when I leave. So... Um, Hit, hit me. What you okay. got over there with the specialty cocktail? Well, <laughs> our, our specialty cocktail today is called the Airborne Original. Oh. Found and used in life by the mayor of Broadway himself, James Jules Ferris. Drop one tablet into four to six ounce glass of water. Let dissolve and drink. Tasting notes. Whether you are catching the latest flicker at your, your local cinema or you are treating yourself to a night out, Night on the Town to one of those fancy, expensive, Broadway shows. This little tablet is your new best friend. Has this ever happened to you? Just as Hans Gruber is going to shoot Bruce Willis in the head, 
does the guy behind you start coughing so violently that you're certain the bubonic plague is making a return? As you're sitting at the Booth Theater watching Laurie Metcalf tell you who is truly afraid of Virginia Woolf and a man lets out a sneeze so loud, you not only never hear the answer, but the, but the curtain comes down. You're confused, angry, and your whole row has got to be checked for the coronavirus. Fear not. These magical tablets have been best, has been best friends to actors for years. Throat getting scratchy? Feeling a bit under the weather? Before you go on stage or sit in a crowded theater, dissolve one of these pills. Go see Hamilton. Cough and sneeze free, and then ask yourself, was that show really worth the hype? Mm. Now I'm watching your making love partner. Suck this thing down. What is it? Is it? It's Airborne it's Original. Oh, it's Airborne Original. Okay. I was like, what's fizzing? What's, oh, that actually sounds kind of lovely. You are, you I don't sound have old. any over here, but I really should. Um, Why don't you just shove that, shove that mozzarella stick down your throat? Oh, well, yeah. it's our, that, she was gone a long time ago. But you know what I swear by now? Umka. If you dissolve a packet of Umka, U-M-C-K-A, I don't know who the hell came up with this word, but it will Umka. cure. I, I'm convinced it's the cure for cancer. Oh. Where did you yeah. find such an item? Um, well, I heard about it on Real Housewives. I'm okay. not going to lie. <laughs> All right. One of this, them should is, conclude our, this should conclude our listening portion of this. <laughs> One of one of the housewives is um, a hypochondriac, and she kept talking about umka, and I was like, "What is this stuff?" Saw it at Whole Foods when I was sick as a dog when I first came here. I stirred it in some hot water, and I fell asleep into the nicest, deepest, longest, heaviest sleep I have ever experienced in my life. And like the next day, felt a hundred percent better. That's when the usher woke you up and said, "Ma'am, ma'am, <laughs> your baby wants to be, <laughs> ma'am." Thank you.